0: How's it going, everyone? Jeff Johnson from the Gazette here. Let I me. Mean, there you go. You can see the full me. It's a big head. It's a big face. Uh, Jeff Linder, also here, uh, and we are going to uh, talk a little high school football here on the Prep Puddle uh, podcast. Uh, Lindy, we've got two weeks in the books. Week two. Overall thoughts, I guess, just to just to start out with anything. First of all, you saw a heck of a game um, up at Manchester. Why don't, I, why don't we start with that? Xavier yeah. and West Delaware, a couple of really good ball clubs ranked in their respective classes.
1: Yeah, it was a terrific game. Uh, 23-21.
0: Uh, Xavier held on. Um,
1: it was 23-7 when they scored a touchdown. Uh right through the third quarter. It looked like they were in command. They were in command. Uh, the X point got blocked, and that almost came back to – a big factor, uh, West got got touchdown, two-point conversion, I think really late in the third quarter to get within 23-15, and scored a touchdown, I think about a half minute left um, to get to within 23-21, they tried to run up got, uh, the gut uh, for the two-point try, and uh, Xavier snuffed it out and held on, so yeah. just a terrific game, uh, it was everything we assumed it would be.
0: These are two teams that have a chance to, uh, to go pretty deep in the playoffs, right? Wouldn't you think? In, yeah, in their- I think so. Uh, I, I, you know, especially,
1: with, I would say especially uh, West Delaware uh, being in three A, I think uh, uh, they've got a good chance to make a deep run and, and Xavier does too in four A. Um, you know, they've got a couple nice wins under their belt and, you know, still some, some intriguing games yes. with, uh, you know, with Wash and, and with Pella <laughs> and and Clear Creek. So uh yeah, a lot of football to go, but uh, I liked what I saw out of both teams a lot.
0: Let's kind of go through the Metro, the rest of the Metro, I guess, if we could. Um, let me find the scores here. First of all, Cedar Rapids Kennedy was a 28-7 to winner over Bettendorf. Actually, I was at that game. Um, weird, I think it's the first time in over 20 years, I want to say, that Bettendorf has been zero and two to start a season. So, and the Bulldogs scored one touchdown in those yeah. two games. Yeah, ten points in two games. That's uh,
1: that's
0: not good sign. No, and uh, but I thought it was a pretty good ball club. I mean, it was a good game, and um, really, the difference was uh, Jeron Centers. And you wrote about him a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he's uh, you know, coaches like to use the the phrase uh, "dudes." or dude when they, they talk about a, a guy who's a significant player. Uh, Jerron Centers is a dude, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, not, not a real big dude, but he's
1: uh, he's very athletic and very skilled, and uh, uh, he helps them a lot on both sides of the ball, especially on yeah. defense.
0: Um, three touchdown catches in this game from Carson Blitz. Also, uh, he had an interception. Um in the first half as Bettendorf was was driving inside the, the Kennedy uh ten yard line. So uh Cougars appear to be a, a good ball club. I think we have them ranked fourth this week, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, I think fourth in the in the uh gazette poll. Elsewhere, uh Limar goes to two and oh with a twenty-five to fifteen win over over Iowa City Liberty and uh at least the early returns on on uh, Tim Lovell moving across town from Marion to Lenmar seem to be positive, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen them yet, but
0: uh, uh, two and zero. Oh, I was the one that
1: uh, gave him a, a tenth place vote in the Gazette poll this week. I think they're pretty good, um, but I think uh, you know, like I said, it's uh, a good litmus test coming up this week uh, at Pleasant Valley to see
0: to see exactly where they're at. 129 yards rushing for Carter Henderson in that game. So uh, part of a 220 yard uh, rushing attack for the lions. So um, if you can run the football, you're going to be successful. Uh, Iowa city high 68 to nothing over, uh, over Cedar Rapids Jefferson. We've, we've talked uh, a lot about Jefferson's issues over there, but uh, you know, city high with two uh, lopsided wins, Jeff uh, over Liberty and Jefferson. And that's, uh, one of our questions, I guess on four downs this week was, uh, uh, would you buy stock in, uh, in three teams? And one of those teams was Iowa city high. So I'll ask you, are you buying stock in Iowa city high? Do you think the little Hawks are for real here or is it yet to be seen?
1: Yeah, I I think, I think they're a lot like, um, maybe, maybe a little bit better. Uh, but, uh, I th- I was pretty high on them coming in. I, I don't think it's a, a championship level team, but I think it's a team that could certainly go seven and two or six and three and find a way into the playoffs. Uh, I think they'll uh, they've got that little Sci-Hawk game this week at Ames. I think they'll go over there and win. And then uh, uh, they got Dowling in week four, and I think I was, I think Bell for the boots week five. So and I think that'll be a really good battle of the boot game.
0: Yeah, I looked at the schedule too, and it, and it just looked to me like it was all right, legit. Uh, at least six wins. Um, if you look at schedule and considering that City High has, um, you know, two in the back pocket already, so yeah, uh, yeah it looks like a it looks like a real nice season um, underway. Uh, if the uh, Little Hawks can keep continuing their improvement under uh, under Mitch uh, Mitchell Moore here. Um, Seed Rapids Prairie 28 to 14 over Dubuque senior. Um, and again, we've talked about, um, you know, Prairie's issues with having a bunch of starters out for the first third of the season. Uh, and yet they've gone and they've beaten two ranked teams, uh, even though they've been shorthanded, uh, including uh senior this past week, Jeff had 131 yards rushing for Mikkel Taylor. Who's, who's an emerging junior running back. And, Brandon Vlicko uh, threw for 112, ran for 122. So, man, I guess the question is uh, when those guys come back, are some of them going to have a hard time getting back in the lineup for Prairie? Well,
1: I I talked to Martin Bliss about that uh, for uh, Saturday's Note uh, Rewind, and he said yes. Uh, He he really likes the the chemistry that the current team has. And some of these guys that were probably number ones on the two deep to start the season are gonna have to work hard to to find a spot it might not happen right away in week four
0: and uh, I guess the most uh, the most pressing question that way might be quarterback right with uh with Vlicko um you know having a uh, complete 100 percent playing time right now Deontay Fliss uh is one of those kids that's missing uh the first three games that's a great question you know what do you do right you're gonna take your quarterback out even when he's playing great football and and uh you know bring in the uh, bring in another guy or uh you know i guess we'll have to wait and see on, on that yeah. that's that's certainly going to be a really interesting uh decision yeah, and and i guess you know, old school and it's, it's probably a good thing
1: it's not my decision they say dance with dance with who brought you or whatever that is
0: i i dance with whoever
1: got me to this point
0: yeah 100% 100% uh, Iowa City High or Iowa City West, excuse me, forty-two to seven win over Muscatine. Um, you saw West on week one, and uh, boy, freshman quarterback uh, Jack Wallace appears to have a chance to really be uh, something, right? He went eleven to sixteen against Muscatine for one hundred fifty-one yards. Uh, you saw him. I mean, does he have uh, does he have the appearance, I guess, Jeff, of a of a legit? A uh, big-time quarterback here when when he can, as he continues to to get older.
1: Well, I'm not a scout. I don't pretend to be. But uh, he what he doesn't look like is a freshman. Uh, he, he's good-sized kid for 14 or 15 years old or whatever he is, and uh, you know handles himself well. He had a couple of bad interceptions against Kennedy in the first week, but uh, that's going to happen, and that's going to happen to to seniors. So. Um, He's, he's going to be fine. He's going to be a very good quarterback, and uh, like I said, I, I like the way he handles himself out on the field. I think he's going to be, he's going to be special.
0: We did have a, a Thursday game last week, and that was Cedar Rapids-Washington beating Marion 26-9. to uh, I don't know if you watched any of that game. I, I was able to, to catch most of it. Uh, it took a while for the Warriors to, to kind of pull away there in the, in the second half. Looks like Wash has a pretty good defense defense. Um, you know, which it'll need this week, obviously, playing Cedar Rapids-Kennedy. But offense maybe kind of a work in progress. And I thought for Marion, uh, you know, an 0-2 team, but uh, but a team that has a lot of capabilities. Uh, you know, did you watch any of that game, Jeff? What, what are your thoughts maybe on either of those teams?
1: But, uh, you know, just kind of
0: looking at scores, you know, losing by a point to
1: Clear Creek Command in the game, it's, it probably should have won. And then Being competitive against Washington in week two, I, I think even – I think they've got to be um, fairly optimistic about where they're at and where they're headed.
0: Uh, let's run through some of the area scores here from last week. North Lynn with a second straight shutout. Um, this one of East Buchanan, um, 20 to nothing. It looks like the Lynx are, are uh, for real in uh, what class A, I guess, they're in uh, this yeah. year. Yeah, and uh, you look at their schedule
1: and really – what it who's to say they can't go 8-0 um there's not a team that, that's left that is uh significantly better than Northland or maybe even any better than Northland and I think the you know the, the doors wide open for a, a very special season for them a district championship and uh seven and one eight and all kind of year
0: boy amazing how uh how success in athletics can just translate up and down the line, right? Uh, and that's certainly a school where they've had a lot of success in in uh, both boys and girls sports. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. No, go ahead. Uh, just kind of running down some of the other scores. Uh, Edgewood Coltsburg gets its first eight man win, seventy two to twenty eight over Spring Mill. If I remember correctly, Edco did not score in his first game or had six points maybe, and then goes to seventy-two. Still weird for me to consider Edko in yeah. school. Yeah, and I think let me let me kind of look here at Ed but I think if I remember correctly, that
1: uh, that first game was a short game because okay. of lightning. Okay. That's so right. It was was like twelve nothing or fourteen nothing or something like that. I'm trying to find him here.
0: I think uh, you're right to mention it. Yeah, fourteen
1: nothing against Turkey Valley. I think that game was over in the second quarter, and they didn't restart, and they just called the fourteen nothing Turkey Valley win. So, um, yeah, uh, I, that probably they probably wouldn't have got shut out for four quarters.
0: tiresville Beckman continues its real impressive early start, thirty-eight to nothing over over animals on Friday night. Um, Boy, Mark Atwater, the former Linmar Allstater and, and co College standout, has uh, appears to have a nice ball club up there in Dyersville. So
1: yeah, I'm just, and I'm I'm really excited to go see them play um, this week against Monticello at uh, at Dean Nelson Field in Monticello. I think that's going to be a lot of fun between two uh, two teams that's
0: two and zero. Oh. Uh, Ma- uh, Bell playing over Madrid twenty to six. Yes, that was a district game, which is uh, seems kind of strange. That's it, uh, Quite a play, quite a ways apart, Bell Plain and Madrid. Um, Starmont, 42-38, kind of a surprise there over Bellevue, which uh, went in 1-0. Um, BGM in an eight-player game, 91-0 over Twin Cedars. Uh, Waterloo Columbus, 17-6 over West Branch. Waterloo Columbus lost its first game. Uh, so a nice rebound there for the Sailors. Cascade doubles up Grant 32-16. Uh, Key high back to eight-player, beats Central City 54-8. Kind of looking at a few more scores here. Highland 48-20 to 20 over Columbus Junction. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Turkey Valley uh, makes Don Bosco 0-2 and, and eight-player 48-42. That's a surprise, right, Jeff? Don Bosco 0-2? Yeah. Um, that's
1: a program that's really been – elite for the last what 10 years or so however long they've been in, in eight man football and uh uh it looks like it might be a little bit of a, a rebuilding project this year and, uh, and that's okay
0: Muskwaki settlement school in dunkerton dunkerton your winner there, 68 to 16. uh easton valley looks like uh one of the top eight man programs around here 67 to 8 over al central um, English Valley shuts out lone tree, 12, nothing. You don't get that very often in eight player, 12, uh, nothing game. Then you mentioned, uh, Monticello off to a nice two and zero start over Makokita, 27 to six, uh, Montezuma keeps rolling 64, 26 over Grandview Christian. Um looking here. Jessup, I believe goes to two 0 64, 14 over Postville, uh, Lisbon with a, a turnaround win lost in week one to what West branch, I believe. Um, Lisbon beat North Cedar 58 to six. Um, South Winnesheek 19, nothing over Makokita Valley, Mediapolis 35, nothing over Tipton, um, Midland over Calamus Wheatland 48, six. Have we talked at all about Cal wheat? They have a football program. How about that? I know. Uh,
1: we talked about that a little bit earlier, uh, uh, before the season. I, I think it's neat. Uh, that's a program that, uh, uh, you know, they sent their kids over to Central DeWitt to play uh, for a long time, and uh, I think Central DeWitt opted to get uh, an arrangement because it probably would have made them 4A instead of 3A in, in football. So uh, don't blame them. And uh, we decided to say, hey, we'll, we'll give this a shot. And I don't know how, what they've got for numbers, and I know that they're – first three losses have been a little bit on the lopsided side, but I think it's neat that they're, they're starting it. And they're not any smaller than a lot of the schools that have been doing this. And uh, I think they're playing their home games at Midland. So, uh, and probably might be doing the same next year as they continue to um, explore their own uh, facility here, maybe in two or three years.
0: Uh, looks like 20 kids on the, uh, on the initial roster for Cal Wheat. And I heard they, uh, no, not at all, not at all. And, uh, I heard they hired a coach that had no eight man experience whatsoever. So he spent his entire summer, summer, literally boning up on the, on the game and the differences between eight man and 11 man. So it's, uh, uh, You you need fast kids. There you go. Yeah, get to the perimeter, right? <laughs> hey, I got a question for you about eight-man football. The, sure. the guys,
1: the, the two guys that are on the uh, that flank the center,
0: are those guards or tackles that play next to the center? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. They got to be guards, right? Just from the terminology. Uh, I would think so, but I, I don't know. That's a great question. Anybody out there want to help us out? Let, let us know. So, yeah, that's guard the center. That's always uh, as my cat Bingo here uh, chimes in on what he thinks. He said guard as well. Um, yeah, I think it's got to be a guard because you're guarding the center. So, okay, we'll, we'll get we'll get the official. Uh, that's that been my guess, but I, I don't know. I mean, on the other hand, they're the they're the fur furthest
1: outside of the interior linemen. So, you, yep. I guess you could go either way.
0: Yep. Uh, we'll th- run through a few more scores here. Albernette with its first win 30 to 14 over Pekin. Um, strange to see Pekin start a season 0-2, and 2. uh, usually a really good team. sigourney Kyoto 42-12. to 12. Impressive win over Mid-Prairie, which isn't that bad of a football team, um, I don't think. Uh, MFL Marmack doubles up Clayton Ridge, 34-17, uh, Iowa City Regina 34 to 6 over West Liberty. Josiah Galvan did play in that game after not playing in the first game for West Liberty. He's the uh, uh he's the West Liberty player who has offers from a number of uh, uh like Big 10, Big 12 type uh, programs. Um, 32 26, Wilton over Northeast, uh, Winfield Mont Union over Iowa Valley 66 to 42 um with central beats commands 14-7 and then man a thriller in the uh in the solon mount vernon uh another uh addition of that game 41-27 solon jeff mount vernon got out real quick a mm-hmm. uh, couple scores up on 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 solon and but uh you know the spartans uh came back and, and kind of assumed control of that game and boy do you, how many years in a row has has solon been victorious in that game now say it's 17 or 18 now or I think it's 18 that's just that's something because you know we're, we're talking about some good Mount Vernon teams but uh, you know they are in different classes and, and the numbers certainly I think play a, a role in, in all that They're both so. in the same class this year but uh, two different districts okay okay very good um, North Scott 33-13 over Western Dubuque Western Iowa 22 nothing over Mount Pleasant Benton Community ten nothing over Center Point Urbana Independence doubles up Clear Creek at twenty eight to fourteen, big win for Wakan, Jeff fifteen to nothing over Decorah. Uh, week one not so good for for the Indians, but uh, you know to to come back and and get a win and, and to shut out uh, Decorah which was one to zero. That that's that's a real big uh, comeback win, right? Yeah,
1: really nice bounce back for them after getting hammered pretty good by Waverly. And maybe that just means Waverly's really good.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um Vit seven to nothing over um uh, O-Line. uh another quick final there. North Fayette Valley 22 6 over Summer Fredericksburg. Uh Denver, 32-6 over the Port City Union. Waverly Showrock, as Jeff just mentioned, was a winner 48 to 6. Uh, over Crestwood and one fi- other final here, uh, Van Meter over Williamsburg twenty to nothing. Van Meter is what our top-ranked team in Class One A. What? <laughs> um, what a what a very tough start, <laughs> and, and it happens every year. It's intentional. Kurt Ritchie down there at Williamsburg is like, you know what? I'm just going to play any any really good team in non-district, uh, and they uh, the the Raiders got to take their lumps sometimes, but. Uh, it, it works when it comes to, to district play, at least it has the last few years. So
1: go to on on Friday.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, Regina was on opening night. So uh, play anybody. Uh, that's, that's, that's not a bad way to look at it, I guess. So And
1: a and 20 point loss. Uh, yeah, they lost by 20,
0: but that's not
1: a bad loss to the meter. Cause I think they're really, really good.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and Van Meter is one of those programs that, um, really in all its sports is really, uh, really come on, I guess, what, what would you say? Maybe the last 10, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, Um, And it's, you know, it's
1: kind of a suburban school. I think that's the next school west of Waukee, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that, you know, you get maybe some of those kids that, um, didn't feel like they were gonna get the opportunity at, at like a walkie, for instance, that might open and roll at a van meter. Um, you know, to, to put to be able to play. So uh nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So um anything in the state that we, we hit the area scores, Jeff. Anything around the state that, that kind of caught your eye score wise from last week?
1: Oh, just the way the teams, the one A, two A, three A teams. In Northwest Iowa, just keep banging heads against each other. Uh, you know, Central Central Lion, George Little Rocks, Owen 2 But I still think they're as good as anybody in two A. Uh, just you know, with them and West Sioux and West Lion and and Boyden Hall Rock Valley and Sergeant Bluff, those schools up there, they're they're just really really good. Uh, I think we're finding out that Dyke New Hartford's pretty darn good. Uh, they beat Grundy Center this last week. Um. You know, Des Moines suburban teams. We've talked about them a lot. They're they're the cream of the crop in five A. Um, How about you? Anything that's
0: really jumped out at you? Boy, you know, I I, Waukee Northwest appears to be uh, an immediate um, threat in five A. Right? You know, it it, it appears. You know, we we kind of wonder. Everybody wondered. When Ancony and, and Ankeny and Centennial um, you know, they, they became two high schools, how how that was gonna split up as far as the athletes go, but at, at least in very, very initial glance here, football wise, it looks like um Northwest is, is where the kids have gone over Waukee. Um you know, Northwest is one and one and a close loss, I think to what Valley maybe. Um I think and then only two with a couple of close losses. Okay, okay. Okay. They lost okay.
1: And they lost a club. Let me find them here. Uh, and then they lost 17 to do, 10 to Dowling. So um, they'll be fine.
0: <laughs> they got yeah. Southeast
1: Polk this week and then Johnston. And then, and then I think everything lets up a little bit for them. But uh, you know, they still, they still got to play Centennial, they still got to play Ankeny. They still have to play Urbandale So they it might be a team that goes three and six and four or four and five. And is a,
0: a very, very good team. And as we mentioned, Waukee, uh, Des Moines Roosevelt beat Waukee for the first to mark the first time a public school in Des Moines has beaten a suburban school since what was it? I think. Yeah. A long, long damn time. Yeah. I think
1: it was a losing streak of 128
0: games or something like that. Going back to 2008. So, I mean, that's, that's good. 100%. Um, you know, Indianola was a former, or is a CIML school, I guess, um, or no, they're not a CIML school. But that looks like a uh, looks like a little, uh, or looks like a real strong ball club in in four A. Uh, right. The way it has started out, that's our number one team, uh, slightly ahead of defending champ North Scott. So uh, I like four A. I like uh, there's there seems to be some depth there in four A. Uh, we talked a little bit about independence, which I think is a real good ball club. Marcus Beatty's is a tremendous running back. Um, and then you mentioned like 2A, 1A, where the the Northwest Iowa schools just continue to kind of pound upon each other. Um, you know, we've got teams in 2A, Jeff, that we have ranked at uh, 1, 2, 3, 4 of them already have a loss. Five of them, five of our top ten have losses <laughs> in 2A. But, you know. Yeah. And is it two A? I
1: think it's two A. I think four of the top five teams are in the same district, so that's going to start
0: shaking itself out. So it'd be what uh, OABCIG Central Lion, West uh, Lion, and Esterville, and I think Spirit Light goes is okay. to the west of them all. Okay. So okay. Yeah, that is going to shake uh, itself out. There's going to be some good teams that might not make the playoffs. So yeah. Um, and then we mentioned one A where we have Van Meter, uh, unanimous number one and uh class a west hancock uh early it looks very impressive um that's uh our number one ranked team we got uh, lisbon at five north lynn at seven uh north Taman in there at nine after mm-hmm. a couple of big wins beat uh actually did a story that'll be on the uh, line here uh very shortly on uh uh on the red hawks who beat bell plain for the first time in nine years to open the season and got uh uh, their quarterback threw for 368 yards, which was a school record, uh in a win over Agweiser as you call them. That's um, not a team that's, that throws the ball very much usually. That's usually
1: a team that ground grinds it and beats teams, you know, 14 to 6 or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's it was it's uh it's actually a pretty good story. Taylor Worth, um, who played quarterback at U and I or was a quarterback on the U and I program. Um Came to North Tama last year and was a wing T guy. And uh, so he ran that wing T and wasn't working very well. And he, he just kind of said, well, why don't we just change it and go spread? Because he felt like that was what might suit his team best. And ever since then, they've – the Red Hawks have literally taken off. So uh, – and then you get a uh, quarterback, uh, you know, Capriva that, that throws for 368. So I think he made the right choice there. Um, Sounds like a good coaching. That's yeah. good coaching, you know, so uh, we've got Anita Cam at number one and eight player uh, zoom in there at three uh, as the only um, two area teams. So uh, should we run ahead here to to this week's games? Uh, yeah. Let's run down the schedule here. Um, these are in no particular order. Just taking them off uh, off uh, varsity bound here. So they're kind of in alphabetical order. Um, and then we'll we'll hit the the games that, that we think uh, might be pretty big games here. Yeah. Um. You got
1: one. You got one Thursday night game tonight over Brady Street.
0: Yep. Uh, Davenport Central and Jefferson um right. play at Brady Street, and actually, there's one out in Northwest Iowa, which I thought was kind of weird. Smaller game, Pocahontas and Sioux Central. Uh, according to varsity bound play tonight, uh, at Pocahontas, so. If you leave now, you might be able to get to Pocahontas by game time, Jeff. I don't know. Pocahontas <laughs> had a nice win last week over South Central California. There you go. There you go. That's probably what, about three hours? Three hours from Cedar Rapids, more or less? Uh,
1: yeah, probably. Uh, probably would have been four before Highway 20 uh, went four lane. But uh, Pocahontas is a little bit northwest of Fort Dodge.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, schedule area games. East Buchanan is at Stormont. Um Lisbon plays at El Burnett, Big Lynn County rivalry there. Jeff mentioned the uh uh the little Cyhawk trophy on the line when Iowa City High plays at Ames. Uh Cascade is at Anamosa. Um looks like uh Dubuque Sr. is at Davenport North to take on the Wildcats. Sigourney Kyoto goes to Centerville uh to play tomorrow night, Friday night. Um Calamus Wheatland at Alcator Central for homecoming. Waterloo Columbus hosts Witten Shellsburg. Uh, we've got uh North North Cedar hosting Pekin. Have those teams ever played? That that seems like quite a drive.
1: That'd be quite a quite a haul. Uh, I don't think they must not be in the same well, they might be in the same district. Uh, yeah. yeah, Pekin, uh, uh taken taking a couple shots already. I think. Beat them in week
0: one. I, I'm yeah. guessing that's Cardinals' first win over in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. A Cardinal might not have a bad ball club. I think uh, it's two and zero here um, in the early going. Yeah. So, um, Durant and Northeast play at Durant on Friday night. We've got uh, Central City at Edco. I'm um, looking at some of the rest of the games here around the area. We've got North Tamek goes to Hudson. That's a rivalry game between a couple of close uh, teams. Uh, Springville goes up to Lansing key, uh, Lone tree and HLV play at Lone tree. Moquokita Valley is home to West branch. Um, and that was a nice little thing that happened last year. It was kind of, um, kind of, uh, a neat deal where they, uh, Maquoketa Valley wanted to honor, um, a couple of, uh, uh, of kids, um, that had died, uh, you know, prematurely, Jeff, I know you know that one was a junior high girl that was going to be a good athlete, if I remember correctly. And then there was yeah. uh, a kid who was going to be a senior who, who accidentally drowned over that previous summer. And, yeah. Yeah. and,
1: um, and I touched on uh, the girl quite a bit uh, during Makoka Valley's really good
0: basketball
1: season. She would have been a senior with that group and uh, sounds like she would have been a great athlete as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think Makokita Valley had its game postponed by COVID that week. uh, Its opponent um, had to cancel, so at the last second, West Branch kind of stepped in and, um, you know, decided that it would do the right thing and play at Makokita Valley so uh, the Makokita Valley folks could honor the the two students that we talked about. So, uh, anyway, they're playing again. They're
1: becoming king and queen as well.
0: Yes, that's right. Honorary King and Queen. That is correct. Absolutely. must have, Certainly a very emotional night out there last year, but uh, they're playing again uh, and that is Friday night at Makokita Valley. Uh, Colonesco at muskwaki Settlement School. Uh, Eastern Valley at Midland. Iowa City Regina is at Mid Prairie on Friday night. Uh, Montezuma at home against BGM. Could that be a pretty good eight-man game, Jeff? <laughs>
1: I think Montezuma is going to, you know, score pretty much. They're going to score at will against just about everybody that they play. Um, I I don't know if BGM will be able to keep up, you know, that kind of pace with them.
0: Bellevue is at North Lynn on Friday night. Uh, I think we're getting to more of the bigger schools here in a second. Uh, Rockford at Turkey Valley. Uh, Trying to hit all the schools here. Clayton Ridge at South Winnishik. Um, scrolling down the list here, Wilton, hosts host Highland um, Dubuque. Hempstead is at home against Iowa city West. Um, could be a real good game down in Davenport. Jeff North Scott at Davenport assumption. Actually that's at North Scott, uh, but that's be a really good
1: game. Teams.
0: Really good teams. Pleasant Valley host Linmar. So that may be a little bit more of a proving game for, for the lions in that one. Um, Tipton hosts Mount Vernon. Benton community hosts Marion. Um, Cedar Falls is at Cedar Rapids Prairie. So again, that early season tough schedule for Prairie. Uh, with its kids, the some of its kids out. We'll see if the Hawks can persevere again. Um, Clear Creek Commando hosts Washington, Iowa, Crestwood hosts Wacon. Uh, Makokata Comanche, and that is at Makokata. Uh, South at Grinnell. Independence hosts West Liberty. Uh, Kingston Stadium, it'll be Cedar Rapids-Washington, Cedar Rapids-Kennedy, Iowa City Liberty hosts uh, Western Dubuque. Cedar Rapids-Xavier is at Dubuque-Wallart. Actually, that game's at Loras College. Um, MFL Marmac hosts Osage. Jeff mentioned the game he's going to be at um, Friday night at Monticello's Dean Nelson Field. Dyersville-Beckman comes to town, Uh, kind of a rivalry game there. Online hosts New Hampton. Uh, Pella and Indianola is another game out in the state that should be uh, really interesting. Solon and Williamsburg, I think Jeff touched on that one as well. At Solon, uh, Decora at West Delaware, and another one, Centerpoint Urbana at uh, Laporte City Union. So, anything out there that uh, uh, you know, other than your game, maybe that that really kind of intrigues you, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an area game, I guess.
1: Um. Well, you mentioned uh, Assumption North Scott, that's gonna be a really good game. Again, I, I'm really eager to see how Prairie does against Cedar Falls and how Linmar does against Pleasant Valley. I think those are two really good tests and we'll we'll see where those two teams are at. Um, I think City High will be okay over at Ames. Did we mention that Regina and, and uh, mid prairie aren't gonna play? That that's oh, that's a 4 point. Oh,
0: it is. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. that's from Mid Prairie's low on kids. I think I think. Uh, COVID might be a, uh, a factor in that. And, uh, I don't know if there's some injuries as well, but, uh, mid Prairie is low on kids and it's not going to play Regina this week. Okay.
0: Uh, so that is not, it's not a no contest. It is an actual forfeit, it, correct? It's a forfeit. Okay. And, uh, but that is not a district game, correct? Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Very good. Uh, I'm just looking at a couple other games, uh, Harlan, Sergeant Bluff-Luton out in North, uh, out in Western Iowa. That could be in a very interesting game. Urbandale and Valley play in Des Moines. Uh, Dowling and Ankeny. Uh, there's another potentially really good game. So uh, a lot of solid games out there. You mentioned where you're going to be, or why don't you tell everybody again where you're going to be and where they can uh, hit you okay, up. i on a for the
1: Panthers and the Blazers of Dyersville, beckman uh,
0: and uh, you're going to be at John Wall Field, right? Yeah, I'll be. Uh, um, prairie and, and cedar falls that one uh on my twitter handle by the way at j e j e 66 at jt linder for jeff linder kj pelcher our p- compatriot here uh, wasn't able to hit the podcast today he's going to be at kingston correct yeah yep any thoughts on that game um
1: i haven't seen wash uh i saw Kennedy in the- uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm sure Kennedy's going to be hungry after uh after getting beat by the Warriors last year. Uh, I guess if I had to choose I'd say Kennedy by maybe a touchdown.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think that's that's about right. I think you and I have the same kind of minds thoughts on that game. I think too that that Kennedy's going to be awfully hard to beat and it's going to be a very motivated team after after Wash really uh, really surprised them uh you know last season. So Um, I think that's about it. We want to encourage everybody to read the green Gazette. Um, and if you're a subscriber, you can get that, uh, on your, uh, on your computer. It actually is a, um, it's a, it's a newspaper basically, uh, our, our fine, um, Sam Paxton and and Ryan Sukumel, our, our copy editors do a great job of putting together an actual, uh, front page, a green Gazette of nothing but high school football, basically. So you can catch that at the gazette.com. If you're, like I said, if you're a subscriber, you get that automatically. It's really just like another newspaper basically, uh, with all the, um, all the high school games and, and results and, and game stories and things like that. So, um, that's a pretty cool thing. Obviously we'll be online. Everything gets online. Uh, uh, very rapidly after games on, on Fridays at thegazette.com. And uh, we'll have some good good features in the uh, actual newspaper itself. Uh, I mentioned uh, Gabe Capriva from North Tama. Is, it's kind of a feature story that uh, we'll be in online here shortly in, in the newspaper tomorrow. Uh, and I know KJ is going to have something leading into uh, Friday night for, for Saturday as well. So, all right, you're going to make an Iowa State pick, Jeff, since that's all the raids this week. Oh, so, I probably better not. <laughs> I think Iowa State gets them. That's all I'm going to say. So yeah, I, um, that's going to be in print. So I, I got to stick with it.
1: All
0: right. You do that. Uh, and also our uh, our friend Nathan Ford will have a um, uh, a wrap up of the nice actions as well. Um, can't forget Nathan uh, on Friday night. He does a great job with video video and, and things like that. So uh tons of tons of stuff out there uh tomorrow night looks like we're gonna have a nice weather night jeff again so knock on wood yeah uh, thanks for doing this uh thanks for reading uh reading and watching folks we appreciate uh all your support uh we love high school sports and we're going to continue to do it to the best of our abilities uh for the prep huddle podcast jeff johnson here jeff linder over there Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for hooking us up here, Nathan, and uh, we'll talk to you all again soon. Have a good weekend.